Hello and welcome to the Human Disaster Podcast with Saoirse Magari. Hello everyone and welcome to... Is that what I'm doing? Oh my god, am I that quirky? Oh, I hope not. You know what? I am... Um, I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Um... <laughs> I've decided that I can play a bit of shitty recorder at the start of this podcast if I want. And like, it's not about me trying to be quirky, okay? It's about availability to musical instruments and things sounding comically bad. So let's, let's go. I don't care. If I had a ukulele, you bet your ass I'd play it. You bet your ass I'd play it. Riptide, I'm all over it. That one, I can't remember the name, but it's like, there's men say you bet your ass I would be all over it just because a lot of people do it doesn't mean it's cringe okay welcome guys coming in with a hot energy here today I don't know why I'm like a really old fat man when the weather gets hot I get a bit cranky that's not to say that I'm not having a really nice time just sitting outside and baking um, but like there's a lot of sun coming into my room and yeah I love it but I'm also like a bit sweaty so you know with that comes a certain rage am I am I alone here in this observation anyway um guys show this to your parents they'll love it they'll get it they'll be all over it they'll be like oh my god when the weather hits 20 degrees anyway um I have no plans for this oh by the way can I just start this out by saying welcome everyone to episode five I want to say five there haven't been that many I could count them all on one hand and I'm still struggling um yeah episode five hello everyone welcome and also like tell your friends I don't mind like I actually really appreciate that Emma Emma hi baby hi I love you sweetie how are you doing texted me she was like can I can I is it okay do you mind like if I share this with my friends guys I'm putting this on the internet like obviously it's because I can't just send all of this in voice notes to Emma but like while we're here we may as well just go with it like we may as well just like open it out to whoever wants to listen to me play recorder badly in a hot room you know what I mean like why would we ever deprive any <laughs> why should we deprive anyone of this a magnificent like sensation or experience sensation oh my god it's too hot for me to think like feet out feet are out I'm not wearing shoes I don't usually wear shoes in the house but I usually wear socks my feet do this thing <laughs> hello strangers no listen buckle up boys it's about to get cute <laughs> oh my god if you thought it was cool when I did a, an angry Boston man earlier get ready for this when I sit down for too long my feet go blue and they get really cold. I think it's like under oxygenation. So it's just like your veins can't like, they don't like, like you can't, they, all the blood just pools in my feet. So that's cute. So I usually have to wear socks to keep it like warm. But right now, feet out. I'm talking skin on carpet action. DM me if you want pics. <laughs> if you want pics of my hot sweaty man feet. They're actually not man feet because they're very small. But not, again, like, she's got small, sweaty man feet and she plays recorder. It's like the Tinder bio just writes itself. You know what I mean? It's just too easy. 
Give me something difficult to do. Um, okay, we're going to do a little story time. This microphone is now just super close to my mouth. Um, okay, I recently, I mean about 20 minutes ago, had some ham. And can I just say, it was so gross that I actually felt the need to comment on like, okay, okay, let's just back it up a bit. Something you need to know about me, I'm a spoiled brat, I don't cook. I'm inept at cooking and then other people cook for me and then I'm not grateful so putting that all together let's just mosey on forward also I don't know if anyone else my age says mosey I have been spending too much time at home talking to my parents um who are by all means senile like they have a completely different kind of vocabulary I use the word anorak a lot I don't know if that's an age thing or a quirk thing or if it's just something my dad made up but like it means someone who's like obsessively like into something like they're a bit weird about it and according to him it comes from people who would be like train spotting which is where you just hang out where trains like at train stations and wait for trains and you just hang out there so you can look at the trains I mean like hello that's a good time if I've ever heard one it like almost rivals people who would just like wave off boats like they'd go to see it actually dad does that too dad will like go down to where a boat is and just like look at it being a boat it's like he's expecting it to do something that it wouldn't do but it just like it just moves through the water like a boat would anyway that's neither here nor there so the term anorak anyway is for when train spotters would like it would be raining but they'd still want to go out and see the trains just to like make sure they're still being trains like, they haven't, like, come to life like toys do in Toy Story. When you look away, they're just still trains. If As long as you keep looking at it, it will still be a train. Maybe they're actually, like, unsung heroes. Like, if there were no train spotters, like, nothing would work. Anyway. If it's raining, these guys, and I mean that in a gender-neutral way, these people, would wear anoraks, which is another word for, a, a, like, a raincoat, so that they could still be out, out, <laughs> out and about watching the trains go by and they would be called anoraks because it was just universally acknowledged to be a very weird pastime so anyway that being said um we'll mosey on we're talking about ham i like i mean can we just appreciate the tangents i went on there um we're talking about ham and i was eating it and it was like okay so my mum made dinner and like let's just start out by saying that's nice it's nice that I don't have to make my own dinner even though I'm an adult and like in some cultures I'd have like six kids by now and I would be cooking for all of them like I don't have any responsibility so I get to just sit back and instead of being grateful I'm immediately like on the offensive so let's go it was boiled ham boiled cabbage boiled potatoes we love a theme no seasoning in any of it like okay cool (laughs) and it's not even about that it's just about the ham ham was so gross it was like leathery and horrible and like also it like it just made me sad that the pig had to die for that like it just feels like a waste like if I was just thinking like if I had if I knew that I was going to be eaten like if I knew that the reason I was dying was like so that someone else could eat I'd be like like is are you gonna do a good job with the food prep like is this gonna be nice you know, like, I don't know if anyone's seen Hannibal, like, the series. It's this beautiful series where they do a lot of about the food prep. And obviously this guy's a cannibal. 
But like the way he prepares food, like you're, you're like, I don't know if this is just me now, but I'm like, yeah, I would absolutely eat that. <laughs> I might be outing myself here now. But like, it's like, it's like art cuisine. It's like French cooking, traditional French cooking. There's a lot of flames and pans and amazing like, like he puts something in clay, wraps it in clay and then puts it in the oven so that it's like really juicy and all this. And it's like, I don't really care that like, I don't care that that was someone's lung. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But anyway, I would prefer for it to be like that where people were like, okay, I don't mind. Like I, I'm okay with the fact that like an animal died here because like this is just beautiful. Like you've honored this, you've elevated it to art and it's nourishment and it's beautiful it's just like it's a spiritual experience but like if I knew that I was gonna like I had to die so that people could just like gnaw on my leg that I've been like sitting in a boat like hot water for half an hour I'd be like oh can we not like can we not just get pizza (laughs) can we not just get pizza should be the tagline for any kind of cannibal movie could we not just order in Unless you're Hannibal lecturing it the fuck up, which means throwing a whole lot of things that I don't really know the name of into a pan. Everything looks amazing. And also it's Mads Mikkelsen playing that part. And it's like, oh my God. Anyway, we don't need to get into Hannibal lore. Um, (laughs) I might start off a separate podcast where I just like fangirl over 50 year old men. Um, Anyway. Okay. Okay, welcome to Sound Advice with Megan and Saoirse. Um, today I googled movies 2006. You said Sound Advice. Sorry. 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 Okay, take ten. Take ten. Take ten. Three. Hello, everyone. Welcome. No, go get it. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome and bienvenue. Guten Tag. Ich heiße Saoirse. Um, we're here in the studio. Okay. So no. Just... <laughs> <laughs> we're here in the studio, coming live, and we are not live. We are alive, unlike Crank. Can I get an amen? I'm. We're here. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing. Don't judge a movie by its poster. I Google searched movies 2006 because it was a good year for me. I was five years old until December and I didn't really care about anything. Until you turned six. Until I turned six and That's then all went to shit. Shit got real. Shit hit the fan. We were into senior infants. I now had 11 stitches in my head after I fell over in class. In class. In school. Have I told you that story? Yes. Okay. Probably a billion times. Embarrassing. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I googled movies 2006, found this one called Crank. The poster was so pixelated we couldn't even tell what the writing was. So we went on to Crank High Voltage. And that's crank what we're two, looking yeah. at. Crank High Voltage. Um, We've got a man here who's unzipped his jumper. And he's, got, he's got a cheeky nipple on show. Um, He's got like pliers on... No, what are those called? Oh my god, I don't know the word. It's like the, you know the clippers Car-jack? that are like that wired, it? that have a wire coming out of it. You put them in your car oh, to jumpstart the, the Yeah, battery. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And he's got that on his tongue. Um, And then underneath it, it says he was dead, ellipses, but he got better. 
So what do you think this movie's about, Megan? I think it's a love story. Between what, what genre do you think we're in? Um, obviously Shakespearean romance. Yeah. So you think this is a Romeo situation? I feel like it's a very it's a rock and roll version of like rock and roll version of like Romeo and Macbeth. Juliet. Macbeth. Because there's a lot of death. Well, there's a lot of death in Romeo and Juliet as well. But there's only this one fella here. There's no Juliet. So you don't think that like he's popping out a nipple for somebody, some lucky lady behind the lens that we can't see. No. No. Okay. So Macbeth. So Macbeth dies in the end. And he's depressed. This is what happens after. This is Macbeth part two. Is crank high voltage. This. <laughs> this is beans. This is just awful. This movie poster. I'm Jason Statham. No offense. I don't know who he is. Is he's he the guy in Spy? He yes. <laughs> and in that movie, that's why Spy is so genius, right? Because they take the piss out of Jason Statham's movies. Yeah, he's taking the piss out of himself. Because he's so in all, all those these things movies. happen to him in all those movies. Have you ever seen the movie um, The Meg? No. Okay, basically. And Megan's autobiography. Yeah, it's my autobiography. The Meg is this gigantic shark. Yeah, it looks so stupid. Kill everyone. And okay. he like beats up the shark. And he almost dies really? like 10 times in it. And it's like the most overdramatic action movie ever. And like you think he's dead. But look out, he's like rising up from the water again. Jason Statham is undefeated. So do you think like it's about his acting career? Do you think this is autobiographical? High voltage, yeah. No, he was dead, but he got these, better. These are all of the drugs that he had to take before he did his stunts. He, I don't know how to explain his facial expression, except that, I mean, he looks like he's getting his tongue electro, like electrocuted. By himself. By himself? Why would you ever do that? I, He's trying to resuscitate himself, but that's not how you resuscitate somebody. You don't but put a charge into their mouth. Here's the thing, right? Jason Statham is just not a normal human, right? He is He's built different. He's built different. He's a real pygmy boy. You think so? Is that fair to say? I think this is a rom-com. I don't think it's got anything to do with Macbeth. I think that this is a rom-com about like this guy who's like being all kooky and he's like meeting this girl in a cafe. Have you seen Meet Joe Black? No. Okay, in Meet Joe Black, Brad Pitt's character just meets up with this girl. I don't know what the actress's name is. But she's this beautiful woman and she's really cool and they have a kind of flirty conversation at a coffee shop. And they both leave and they keep turning back and looking at each other and missing each other's gaze. And then he turns back as he walks out onto the road and gets hit by like three cars. Like his body is up in the air. Okay. And she never knows. And then I think he comes back from the dead for some reason. I don't I don't know. I stopped watching the movie, but that made me laugh so much. By the way, unexpected. Um, it was so unexpected. It's such a left turn, tonally. Anyway, so I think that this guy thought it would be funny to do that kind of a gag. I think he did it as a joke. Like he walked out onto the road while this girl was watching that he just met. L O L. Got hit by a car. Got hit by a car and was bleeding out. And then this guy gets out of his car to try and help this man, and he's like, he's like, okay, you have to like resuscitate me. My heart is giving out. You have to revive me. It's giving out. As in it's stopping. Not it's giving me shit. My <laughs> you always do this! You always do this! You always jump in front of cars to impress women! I mean, he does. He's Jason Statham. He's so. Jason Statham. He beats up big sharks. And he falls in love with Melissa McCarthy. I think we're all there. We're all there. 
she's America's sweetheart. I think we all. I think we all. Anyway, so he, this guy in the car is like, the only thing I have here are these jump cords, or whatever the, whatever they're called. And he's like, that will do. Give me one. And he puts it in his mouth. And that's what we're seeing on the poster here is him trying to revive himself so he can go on a, the rest of a date with this yeah, girl. He's also who is, by the way, in fits of laughter for this whole thing because she thinks it's one big elaborate yeah, bit. Buzzing. So it works out. It's it's a lot more quirky and um, whimsical and kind of, uh, you know, tongue-in-cheek comedy in the film than it is on the poster. And then it's Jason Statham and Amy Smart. Do you know who she is? No. Arguably the best surname on the planet. So I think, what do you think? I think that mo- that's what the movie's about. Um, sure. High I'll be voltage. very, very disappointed to see it okay. now. So, oh. oh dear. Hey, you're on the right track with hearts. Are you guys ready? Chinese medics harvest Chev's heart and replace it with an artificial one. He later learns that his real heart is with Johnny and races to find him before the battery in his artificial heart runs out. I think we need to watch this movie. I think we do too. Why is Crank High Voltage rated R is one of Google's questions. For frenetic, strong, bloody violence throughout, crude and graphic sexual content, nudity and pervasive language. Need we say more, says seattletimes.com. How many stars did it get? It got 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb and 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is surprisingly high. I mean, look at your one. Would you look at the state of... Oh, for God's sake, he's got one bloody thing on his nipple and another one on his tongue. Like, would you give me a break? Um, I also feel like if people are going to harvest your organs, they would not do no, the they service. No, don't, they don't give you a fake... If they had an artificial heart in the first place, why would they need your heart? Yeah. Plot hole. Surprise, surprise. Crank high voltage doesn't have a seamless I want to look at his... Um, how many movies he's been in. Mr. Statham. Go cast... Chev Chilios. <laughs> um, movies. Wait, look. Over here, typecast as the anti-hero. Oh, he's in The Meg, Fate of the Furious, Fast and Furious, The Transporter, The Expendables, The Mechanic. Crank, of course. Crank 1, Crank, crank. 2. Spy. He yeah, was so good at iconic. Spy. Snatch. Ew. See, these are all like him all jumping look, through the yeah, air yeah, with guns. Yeah, very, and... very weird. But he's been in a million. Oh my god, he has been in. Oh my god, so and Nomeo many... and Juliet. So hey, many. Hey, Nomeo and Juliet, romantic Shakespearean. We weren't far off. Yeah, we weren't far off. I think we pretty much nailed it. Yep. Yeah. So thank you for your help, Megan. Of course. All right. Bye. Get out of my house. Hello. Um. <laughs> Kiri Jane here, Cosmogaz, by herself, because I have a catastrophic story to share with you all. Um, It's about the time that I met the Dolan twins, although I do think met is quite a generous term. I really, I didn't meet them. I really didn't. (laughs) They met me. 
they absolutely don't remember it because it lasted 30 seconds but I didn't look at them in the eyes also but we'll get into all of that so basically um bit of context I live in Ireland and when they announced that they were going on tour they didn't announce an Irish date they didn't do that until a lot later because people were like demanding it but I was obviously like panicked because I worshipped them like I've been watching them since I was 12 and they went on I'm 19 now I still love them I don't really like listen to their stuff anymore like support support them do you know like put money in their pockets kind of a thing but um I'll still like follow them or whatever and still be like still have a bit of a soft spot for them basically um but yeah I was 14 when they announced that they were going on tour um so I was already like a fan for two years and when like you start being a fan of someone it's like the full-on all day all I do is watch Dolan Twin videos kind of a thing um like when they would like upload a video every week I would watch it three times when it first came out and then I'd wait another while and like watch it again and like it would just be like my go-to thing that week and then I would binge all of their other videos it was a bit ridiculous anyway um yeah I was really panicked so I was like dad (laughs) dad the Dolan Twins are going on tour like what do I do and he was like okay it's gonna have to be your Christmas and your birthday present but you like I'll take you to one in England I'll take you to one in Birmingham and I was like yes savage um but I was like fine with it being my Christmas and birthday present because like I needed flights to Birmingham accommodation in Birmingham and like the normal ticket plus VIP so I was like that is extremely generous for both of those events combined see my birthday's in January so um they're kind of close together um so I was like yeah fine no bother um so yeah like a week before (laughs) I was supposed to see them I got into a lot of trouble with my dad and he was like you're not seeing the Dolan twins like we're not going anywhere next Thursday I vividly remember it was a Thursday um because I remember him saying that to me and I was bawling and I wrote him a really dramatic letter that I think he kept because it was like so ridiculous and I was like you can like punish me without crushing my dreams (laughs) My mum had to talk to him and be like, hey, Connor, um, maybe don't. So instead I had to do chores until Christmas. And this is in October, um, which is fine. I was like, that's, that's, I will take that. I just need to see them. Um, I was a Grayson girl myself and me and my friend were like obsessed with them. And like, obviously any Dolan fan knows <laughs> that when you and your friend like the Dolan twins, you cannot like the same twin. You just can't. It'll never work there's just going to be too many scraps it'll be a nightmare um so yeah I liked Grayson and she liked Ethan so like obviously when you know that you're going to see the Dolan twins and like meet them that is like your go-to scenario before you fall asleep so I was always thinking about what I'm going to say to them I was like I'm going to be gas we're going to get along so well um so my master plan was to um print out a picture of my friend (laughs) And like have Ethan hold it during the picture and then I could just like hug Grayson or whatever and it'd be like, oh, look, I'm so fun and quirky. Here's a cutout of my friend who you meet soon. Basically, they like later announced they had a date in Ireland and she went to that. But I actually couldn't go because um, my family and I were going to London at the same time. So I was like, fine, I'll take Birmingham. Um, But I mean, I already had Birmingham booked, but I probably would have gone to both of them if I could have. But I would have had to like fund the second one myself. Um, but I would have found the money. I would have done anything. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I had like a nice 
sprinkle of social anxiety. I still kind of do, but not as bad as it used to be back in the day. Um, I would just get like really embarrassed, like being in normal social situations, like even going into a grocery shop. Like if my parents were like going and get a pint of milk, I'd be like, no, <laughs> like I'd be so scared too, because I would just like be so embarrassed by everyone looking at me. I don't know why. No one was looking at me. Bit of a <laughs> might be a touch of narcissism also, but anyway. Um, I went to this concert by myself, like no bother, like I enjoyed it, like I did not mind going to this concert by myself in a city that I had never been to before, because I loved them so much. <laughs> um, Like my dad obviously wasn't going to like buy himself the ticket and VIP as well, just so that I wasn't alone, Do you know, I probably wouldn't have wanted him there anyway, that would have been really embarrassing. Um, But... Yeah, so basically the time rolled around. We got over the punishment. I just had to do chores until Christmas. Um, Got on the plane, landed in Birmingham. I looked absolutely horrendous, by the way. Um, I was wearing... Oh, do you know what? It doesn't matter. I was 14. I was old enough to know better, but... We'll say that I wasn't for my own ego, I guess. Um, But... Yeah, I landed in Birmingham and dad wanted to look at a car while he was there because he was like, I have to make this worth my while. Um, And while we were on like the journey to where he was getting the car or looking at the car, I saw five individual magpies. I'm not this, I'm, I'm not superstitious. I almost said suspicious. Might be, but I'm not superstitious, but like I would wave at a magpie just in case because it's like one for sorrow. Five individual magpies didn't, didn't think anything of it um on reflection they were trying to tell me something but anyway I get to the venue I'm kind of hungry and dad's like giving me like a wee pack of mentos or whatever in my bag and then you're one of the doors like you can't bring food in here and I was like it's fine skinny season <laughs> we'll just starve it's okay um I wasn't really there for like the show part of it because like oh, I love them but like they can't like sing or dance or anything you know it was just them doing like challenges and stuff um I was really just there to meet them do you know um so after the show they're like everyone with VIP stand over here and I had to wait in this line for three hours three hours by myself just like thinking about what I'm going to say to them clutching onto the picture of my friend and I knew their security guard Kyle because like they'd always like kind of post him and stuff and he was a bit of a gas bitch (laughs) Um, and he was like, oh, what do you have there? And I was like, oh, it's a picture of my friend. I'm going to give it to Ethan. And he was like, oh, no, you can't give them anything. Like, you have to leave any, like, gifts on this table here. And I should have said, oh, I can take it back with me. Like, it's fine. I just want to get a picture of him holding it. But I was far too awkward to say that. So I was like, oh, okay. So I just put it back in my pocket. I wasn't going to leave it on the gift table. It would have been a bit weird if they, like, came back to their gift table and it was just, like, a random picture of a teenage girl with no context um so yeah game plan was ruined and then Kyle was like okay go (laughs) so I just had to like I was like oh my god what do I do and my mind just went blank and I like I barely looked at them I glanced at them and then for the rest of the 30 seconds I was just looking at my feet and like I remember glancing at Ethan and hearing him say what's up and I just remember being like, I'm good. <laughs> just not the answer to WhatsApp. Um, oh, so yeah, that was horrible. Um, Hoyt Grayson didn't look at his face, just know that he was wearing docks. 
I also had dropped my phone on the toilet a few months prior, so the picture being taken was on a like really sexy Android. Um, so it was obviously crisp quality. <laughs> and the picture's actually not bad. Like I don't look like I completely ruined everything, but like I'm not there for the picture, you know. I wanted to meet them. Like I still couldn't like tell you if there's any differences between meeting them in person or seeing them on a screen because I just was not observing anything. It was just like thirty seconds of like looking at the ground. Um apparently I also said to Dad that Grayson has a mole on his arm. because <laughs> that's where I was looking. I was not looking at his face. Um but like they were so intimidating. Like I just remember like glancing at Ethan and being like, wait, hold on, these are like sixteen year old boys who were like really broad and like handsome and tall. And I was like if they were like in the boys school across from me, like they would literally hate me (laughs) and like they would be like so like rude and everything so I just suddenly became really awkward because I wasn't like seeing them as like the Dolan twins I was just seeing them as like two like really handsome teenage boys you know and they were absolute boulders like it was so intimidating um so yeah like after I met them again I will say it is a generous term um I kind of just like no thoughts as I like walked back down the stairs and left the venue I just remember like ringing my dad and like waiting outside the venue and him coming around and being like oh my god no like it's over like no what have I done like I've ruined everything um dad thought this was absolutely hilarious absolutely like no no he did have a bit of sympathy to be fair like the next day he took me to the bullring in Birmingham which is just like a big shopping centre and he bought me a pair of boots and I was just like thanks usually I'd be like buzzing I'd be like oh my goodness thank you so much and so appreciative but I was just like so sad (laughs) and I like I couldn't eat breakfast as well I wasn't like being dramatic I just genuinely like just had like such a horrible feeling in the pit of my stomach and I was like I don't want to mix this with food um seriously felt bad for me to be fair um I don't know if mum did she's a bit of a bitch anyway so it wouldn't surprise me if she didn't um but yeah and like it was my Christmas present and like it still cost the same amount whether I had a good time or not so I just had to like sit there on Christmas day with like nothing like and then my birthday as well I was like I've already had my present or whatever and I was like so upset about this that like after I had left the venue like dad was like okay well they're going to Paris next like do you want to go to Paris like you'll have to fund it yourself because I can't give you more for your birthday and Christmas and she was like oh I have a bit of money you can like pay me back I don't know how I was gonna get the money I like still have never had a job when I'm 19 um but yeah Paris didn't happen because um that's a bit crazy (laughs) and as I said they went to Dublin but like I was going to London with my family that day but I was like can I just come later um but I actually wasn't old enough to like fly by myself and I needed like a legal guardian to sign me off both in Ireland and in London and I didn't have that yeah it was a bit of a mess and also you can't get um tickets for VIP like so late in advance um but I really I would have done that and because like I obviously would have gotten on better if I was there with my friend you know because like if I wasn't talking she'd be talking and we'd kind of like be excited for each other and be less intimidating I guess 
Um, but yeah, <sighs> it was a bit sad. Don't know if you're hearing this. I want my money back. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was my fault. Um, and I was always like, oh, it's fine. I'll, I'll meet them again someday. And this will be a really funny story. Like when my best mates will just laugh about this. But obviously I'm not going to be friends with the Dylan twins. Although I would love to. Even though I don't really watch them anymore. But yeah. So that's my really fun story about meeting the Dylan twins. Um, Just a hot tip. If you ever are supposed to meet like your favourite people ever. Don't go alone. Don't let anyone ruin your game plan. And wave at all magpies wave at every last magpie that you see individually if you see the two for joy leave them off grand welcome them in but if you see the the sorrows about just tell them to piss off that's my only advice um yeah as i said still love the little twins not their fault um i was crushed though still not really recovered still a bit too soon to be talking about it too soon to be joking about it and it was five years ago, but <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure I'll survive. I've been. This is <laughs> oh, is it recording? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> this is so bad. Okay. Oh, okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for. Thanks for listening. Wait, no. Um. Thank you for listening. And thank you everyone for listening. And that was Sinead with a wonderful <laughs> outro that lasted approximately 10 minutes and uh, featured many different dialectal accents from all over Ireland. Thank you, Sinead. <laughs> Tune in next week for another episode. Hello. That was Megan Wynn and not me doing a funny voice. <laughs> <laughs> Such a stupid oh, bloody <laughs> We uh, Megan no, is Megan is, <laughs> Megan is new to the show and doesn't realize. No, I know it. I